Hi kids, hi kids, good to see you. Everybody's filing right in here, taking their seats. You are being very orderly. You are showing good citizenship. Glad, glad to have you along. Hi, this is Bob Bro. Welcome to the best old time radio podcast. And this is for Tuesday, the 1st of June, 2021. Glad to have you along. On Tuesdays, we play an old time radio drama and we've got a good one lined up for you today. We're going to feature an episode of Suspense, and that will be, I'll tell you all about that in just a minute. But in the meantime, it's time for you to relax. You're getting back into the work week. So why don't you get over there in that big, easy chair, get your feet up, and just unwind. Maybe get yourself a little refreshment and let the cares of the day drift away because we are going to come right back at you and entertain you mightily with this week's old-time radio drama. going to miss that music. Experiment and terror. We're going to have to bring suspense back pretty quick just so we can play that cool music again. Hmm. All right. We do have a very good episode of suspense tonight. This one originally aired on August the 14th of 1947. The name of this episode is Smiley. And Donald O'Connor stars as a man who has a grudge against all women after being falsely convicted of a crime. Harold Smythe is a happy guy that everyone calls Smiley. He had a job as a dishwasher and never caused any trouble. Sure, people thought it was strange that he was obsessed with his pretty hands, but they only teased him about it. Well, as Smiley was walking home one night, his life changed forever. A woman accused him of following and accosting her. Smiley told the court he was innocent, but they didn't believe him. Now, after two years in prison, Smiley returns to his old job as a dishwasher. His hands have been roughed up by hard labor, and he has a grudge against all women. Smiley decides that the only way he can have justice is to commit the crime for which he has already served time. Will Smiley carry out this creepy plan? This one was written by Charles Glenn. It was produced and directed by William Spear. It features Donald O'Connor as Smiley, Sidney Miller, who used to also write and perform with O'Connor in his stage shows, plays Curly, and Lorene Tuttle plays Cookie. And as we said, this one goes back to August 14, 1947. Here's Suspense and Smiley. Mm-hmm. 
Suspense. And now, with Mr. Donald O'Connor as star, Shenley brings you radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Tonight, Roma Wines of Fresno, California, bring you Donald O'Connor in Smiley, a suspense play produced, edited, and directed for Shenley by William Spear. For 22 years, I was without trouble. I got along with people. They liked me. They called me Smiley. Because that's the way it was with me. My eyes, I mean. Laughing the way I always was inside. And then I had this thing with the woman. And the laugh went out of my eyes and out of my insides. That's when I learned that thing or two, especially about women. That's when I learned that some women don't even have the right to live. It was on my day off and sort of late at night. And I was just walking along the street, not going anywhere in particular, or even thinking anything much. Just sort of whistling to myself and walking along the street. For me? Why, why nothing. Nothing at all. You've been following me. Oh, no, I haven't been following you. What are you looking at me that way for? What are you looking at me and smiling that way for? I just smile at everybody, lady. Go away. Don't come near me. Oh. Shut up. Oh. Hey. Shut up. That was when the cop grabbed me and they threw me into jail just because she lied about me. She said I was bothering her. She said I hit her. She said I was staring at her. She said I was following her. Probably going to rob her. And they all believed it, too. They didn't say so, but they were all thinking about those women that got killed lately. I know. So they believed the woman. And about my hands. They didn't believe that, either. They thought it was funny about my hands. About hands nobody understands. Nobody. The uh, defendant will rise. Gerald Smythe, do you have anything to say before this court pronounces sentence? Well, I- I'm a decent man, Judge. I got a job. Uh, I- I'm a decent working man. I-, I didn't follow her. I didn't hit her. I-, I didn't do anything she says. The jury has disagreed with you, Mr. Smythe. You say you uh, have a job? Uh, yes, sir. What kind of a job? I'm a dishwasher. Dishwasher, huh? Let me see your hands. Oh, sure. Oh, they're nice. I, I keep them that way. Order, please, order. Yes, I see. Um, they're long and smooth and white. I keep them this way. <clears throat> Mr. Smythe, you'll find that lying does not help you in this court. Your hands may be indeed are everything you say. But they are certainly not the hands of a working man, least of all a dishwasher. I sentence you to two years and six months in the county prison. I didn't blame the judge. I was there in the first place because of the woman. Only because of her, and I worked out my time with my hands. 
My hands are still long, but they're not smooth. They're not white. They're not pretty anymore. It was November when I got out. Cold. Cold outside, and I was cold inside. I had no place to go except back to the Busy Bee Cafe in Curly. All the way back to town, I thought of Curly. His hands weren't like mine. They, they were short and stubby, but golly, they were good. The way he used them, I mean. Whatever he was doing, slapping pie dough or handling a side of beef or choking the life out of a chicken, he was purely good. I walked into the kitchen, and there he was working. He didn't see me because I was behind him, but after a while he must have felt me because he jumped like he was shot. Uh, what do you want? I want my job back. What's your job? Smiley. Smiley. Good Lord, man. I didn't Yeah, know... Curly, it's me. How about that job? <laughs> you remember you ran out on me once. Yeah, I drew a blank. Yeah, yeah, you sure drew a big one. Hey, you look different somehow. I... Wait a minute. Your face... Your eyes, they changed, Smiley. Well, what did you do, quit laughing? You might say that. You purely might. I changed. My hands, too, see? They're better, huh? Yeah, they're not the same either. Hey, remember how you used to ride me about that hot water? And how I even bought rubber gloves once? Well, look. Look, Curly. Hot water. Now, that's hot. Now, watch. Fool, that's pure steam. Now, what are you trying to do, kill yourself? I'm just proving I'll keep the water hot. I don't need to worry about my hands now. Yeah, well, look, kid. Look, you, you better have something to eat, huh? We'll talk about hot water later. Say, Curly, where are they? Well, 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 laughing boy is that. Where you been, honey? Off on the bum? What's the matter with your happy friend, Curly? One of us hateful women take him over the high road. Why don't you say something, one of you? Uh, Smiley, don't feel good cooking. Now, you better get back in front. We might get a customer. You don't want me around. That's all right with me. Smiley, what's with you? You you haven't changed that much, have you? You and Cookie used to be... She reminds me of a dame. Well, why not? She is a dame. I've been in jail, Curly. Oh? A dame sent me there. Yeah? I don't like dames, Curly. I don't like dames. I, I tried to tell him about it, but I knew I couldn't make him understand. Still, I, I couldn't get it out of my mind. It was still there. While I was talking to him, while he was taking me up to his rooms to show me where I could stay, all the time it was there for good now. I knew that. Well, here we are, fella. Home. And there's the extra bed I was telling you about. Yeah, be it ever so humble, this is it. Now, look, kid, look, you, you've had a rough ride. Sure. Well, you stay here with me as long as you want. Get some rest, then we start fresh, huh? Hey, maybe you want to be a fry cook now. Oh, thanks. Hey, maybe if you could teach me to use your hands, I mean, the way you do, I mean, maybe I can learn to use them right. <laughs> yeah, you betcha. Now, look, you forget what's happening, we get to work. Check. It's all over. Maybe it is, and maybe it isn't. Look here. Out there on the street. Well, look, kid, this housing pitch is rough. If you're looking for scenery, you ain't gonna get it here. What do you see out there? 
Well, if you'd, it's worth just about one-tenth what I paid for it. It stinks. I don't mean that. You see that, Dean? Yeah. You know something about her, Curly? She could get dead. Huh? There's maybe a thousand windows around here, and a bullet from any one of them would get her dead. And it'd be pretty hard to find out who did it. And yeah, now, look, kid, you don't like women, and I don't blame you, but you, you can't go around putting slugs in people, even dames. Or... That'd pay off like keeping your water too cool did. Only you'd get more than any two and a half years. Yeah. But all I'd have to do is raise the window, aim, and... A dead dame. Hey, get away from that window. I don't know about you. I just don't know. What's the matter with you smiling? I told you. I just don't like dames. Curly's face was as white as a clean apron. He was mad a little and scared, but I still couldn't explain to him what it took me two and a half years to figure that a man works hard. And when he works, he's got some pay coming. All the time I was in jail, I knew I wasn't about to get a nickel for all the work of digging and shoveling and laying concrete. And the one thing I was proud of was ruined. My hands. And I figured to collect some pay for that work if it was the last thing I ever did. And I figured it out good. Just what the pay ought to be. One woman. One dead dame. I couldn't explain it to Gurley. I guess I didn't have to. He thought I was nuts. Anyway, he drove me like a slave, but I didn't mind. I was learning. Well, let's see now. Two apples, one peach. Uh, better make it two. Two coconut, one chocolate. Ah, well, what we got, that ought to hold them. How many those peaches, Smiley? Oh, sure, Curly. Here you are. Yeah, thanks. Boy, oh, boy. Gee, Curly, the way you handle things... Uh, what do you mean? Well, the way you pour fruit from that can and the way you're putting the rim on that pie crust and the way you knead the dough and... Oh, you know how to use your hands. Ah, <laughs> uh, Smiley, listen. Your hands are the most important things you got in the kitchen. You got to learn to squeeze hard. You got to know just when to use the most delicate touch. Hands are important. Oh, I wish I could use mine the way you use yours, Curly. <laughs> you're good. Yeah, well... Takes a long time, Smiley, but you'll learn. Your hands got strong when you were up here. Yeah, what I mean is you'll learn how to use them, kid. Yeah. I get along all right, only... Only what? Cookie. Oh, you letting that dame get you down? Ah, oh, forget it. I wish she was gone, Curly. I'm afraid... Good morning, gentlemen. The world can now be fed. Lovely cookie has her eyes. Yeah, fine. Well, you better get that front end line up, chicken. It's time to open. Sure. Oh, Smiley, honey. Smiley, say hello to the pretty lady. Beat it. Smiley. Okay, Cookie, take off. Oh, Curly, Smiley didn't say good morning. My day will be ruined. Oh, nuts. Brother, ain't that a whip? Hey, Cookie, why don't you leave the kid alone? He's had a tough time. He, he, he doesn't feel good. Well, why doesn't he smile anymore? That's all. Just let him smile. Well, the last time he smiled at the dame, he picked up a fistful of stretch at the county farm. Now, you remind him of her. He quit smiling. Oh, is that so? Well, I'm used to being treated like a human, see? And just because a guy's nuts... All right, all right, Cookie, get the word. Okay, but you just remember. One of these days, we're going to have a showdown, and it'll be either him or me. Take it easy. You just remember. Someday it'll be him or me. <laughs> 
I heard what Cookie said. I stood right outside the door and heard her. Someday it'll be him or me. There was a weight like a two-story building in my stomach, and my hands were going open and shut, open and shut. And I knew she was right. Me or her. It added up. I was going to get my pay. But now it wasn't just some dame, some time. It was a particular dame. Cookie. And soon. When I went inside, my hands were still going like that. Open and shut, open and shut. And all day, I just watched Curly and the way he used his hands. His technique, as he called it. The way he squeezed when he had to. It was so important, the technique, I mean. You had to squeeze just right. Just right. Hey, Smarty. What are you doing, kid? Oh, I'm, I'm just squeezing mashed potatoes out of this bag. Huh? Making designs like you do on cakes. Oh, that's great, great. Well, what kind of design do you call that? Oh, uh, it's just a hand, I guess. Hand? Oh, brother, that... That hand couldn't do much. Look how fat you got it up at the thumb. Oh, that, I... I guess I squeezed too hard. <laughs> Smiley, you'll be all right, kid. You stay with it. Well, laughing boy's growing up. Is little Smiley going to be a pastry cook? Lay off the kid, Cookie. Lay off, I told I you. I know, Curly, I know. When I told you, let the boy take care of himself. Yeah, Curly, take it easy. It's all right now. Well, how do you like that? It's all right. Gee... Are we going to be friends now, Smiley? We can try. How do you like this design, Cookie? That? Oh, well, it's okay. What is it? It's a hand. A hand? Yeah, a hand, he calls it. Oh, sure. See, these are the fingers here. They're awful long for fingers. Oh, I don't know. See? Look at my hand. My fingers are long. Yeah. Yeah, they are. It's just that you don't notice. People don't notice dishwashers' hands. That's why I'm going to be a fry cook and a pastry cook. Then they won't be cracked and dirty like they are now. They'll stay soft and strong, too, soon as I get to be a cook. Sure. Sure they will, Smiley. Yeah, well, now that you two are very lovey-dovey, how about breaking it up, huh? I want to get home. You mean you really go home when you're through here? Of course I go home. Where do you go? Oh, lots of places. Tonight I got a date with Johnny Mack, the singing sensation out at the Natural Pass. I got to go out there and meet him. The Natural Pass? Yeah. That's a joint at 7-Eleven Green Grove. 7-Eleven Natural Pass. Get it? Yeah, yeah, get it. Uh, What kind of guy is he? You got to go to him. Oh, he's working. He can't come in here. Uh, He must have appeal. You ain't kidding, brother. How do you get out to this joint? You hitchhike? You kidding? I take a bus to the end of the line, call a cab from the drugstore, and go on out. Class. Hey, how about that, Smiley? Class yet? I guess a crooner would rate it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you better get that front end cleaned up, Cookie, if you're going to meet this uh, Johnny Songbird. I guess I better. Boy, on the day I quit slinging hair. Have a good time, Cookie. Have a good time. It would all depend on why you quit slinging hash. Being being glad about it, I mean. When an idea puts a saddle on your brain and starts riding it, it's purely funny how many other ideas it picks up. Like Cookie going to the natural pass. It just fit in with everything. 
I quick finished my work and told Curly I had something to do and took off like a kid on the last day of school. You know, sort of slow until I got outside. And then I wanted to whoop and jump up and down like I had springs instead of muscles. I couldn't do all that, but I could walk fast, and I did. I went up to the room and got my money and changed clothes. Then I went down and rented a car and drove out to the end of the bus line. I stopped and waited. I guess I waited an hour and a half watching all the buses, hoping that that dame wouldn't cross me up. She didn't. It's me, Smiley. Oh. What are you doing out here? Oh, I just wanted to get out of town for a while, so I rented a car. When I got out here, I remembered what you said about coming out. I, I thought I'd just wait for you. Oh, Smiley, honey, you got more stalls than Santa Anita. I'll bet you planned it, didn't you? You could be a sweet guy, you know that. Come on, I'll take you to the club. How far is it? About a mile and a half. Let's go. I guess you could be a sweet guy. Hmm? I guess I added you up wrong. It's possible. <laughs> You're a funny guy, Smiley. You think so? Yeah. I don't quite get you. You're making cracks again. No, I'm serious. Really, I am. You don't smile like you used to, and usually you seem so... Well, anyway, I didn't expect this from you. I lost the smile, I guess. Maybe for good. The way you're always talking about your hands. What about my hands? Well, you make like they're the most important things in the world. And they're not, is that it? Well, it's according to how you look at it, I guess. Now, look, Smiley, no passes. No, no passes. I I wanted to hear this. You said... Why, I didn't say nothing just about your hands. I remember. You said they aren't important. Well, not exactly. They're kind of nice. They're form good, if you know what I mean. But after all, they're just hands like anybody else's. No. Uh-uh. They're good hands, and, and since I, I came back, I've learned how to use them right. Yeah, Smiley, yeah, but they're more important things than hands. Yeah? Yeah. Women, for instance. Women. Yeah. That's a laugh. Cookie, do you know why my hands are rough and red now? Do you know why I don't smile? Women. Ah, oh, Smiley, I've been around. I know how you feel. Golly, if women aren't important, where are they? Cookie, there's only one way to find out if hands are more important, or if a woman is. Huh? You have to make the test, Cookie. What's more important? Uh, you said no passes, Smiley. I'm not passing, Cookie. I'm not passing. I mean this. Now, wait a minute. Take it easy. Smiley! Oh, Smiley! Women! Oh. Women! More important. Oh. I'll show you what's important. Women! Payday. For two years in jail, one dead dame. The whole world changed. For a minute, my hands were going open and shut like this. My technique was perfect. Absolutely perfect. They weren't satisfied, my hands, but they'd have to get used to it. All I wanted inside, like, was payday, and this was the day. I looked around to be sure no cars were coming. I took her out of the car and dragged her into the bushes where she wouldn't be found for a while. And I left her there. I felt good. Purely good. 
like I'd worked very hard for something and finally got paid. All debts were paid. Everybody, including Smiley, was even with the world. It was wonderful, just plain wonderful. The only thing was I couldn't tell Curly because even though he'd understood the technique part of it, the rest of it was something he wouldn't get. But could he have seen me use my hands? He'd have been proud. I know it. I took the car back to the U-Drive, paid the man, collected my deposit, and went home. It was still early, and Curly was up. Oh, hi. Where'd you go, kid? Oh, just around. I got some fresh air. I, I didn't think you'd be up. Oh, sure. It ain't late. Well, maybe I'd better get to bed, though. Big day tomorrow. Okay, I'll be with you in a minute. Hey, you know, Smiley, I've been thinking. I've been thinking that you should maybe move over to the stove, huh? Well, Swell, I, I won't have to work in hot water anymore. Is that? Oh, no, no, no. I'll get another pearl diver. You can come over with me. Hey, look at you. What's the matter with me? Well, nothing. I just noticed you're making with the eyes again, the way you used to. What happened, fella? I, I don't know. I, I didn't think about it. Why? Well, this is wonderful, yeah? I'll bet Cookie will be surprised to see you. Cookie? Yeah, sure. One of her beefs is you don't smile. Dames don't like you to be grouchy. Wait till she sees you like this. Yeah. Uh, who could that be this time of night? How do I know? Hey, Mr. Smith, the... Oh, you're him. Uh, hello, Mr. Smith. Smythe, not Smith. I'm from the U-Drive. When you brought the car back tonight, you let this pocketbook in it. Had 15 fish in it. Thought the lady might want it. Oh, well, yeah. Hey, thank you very much. <laughs> Forget it. Come see us again. Hey, what's this? Are you drive yet? A dame's purse. Yeah, you were on the town, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I'll give it back tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, who is she? Do I know it? Uh, just a dame. Well, <laughs> at least she could make you smile again. <sighs> oh, come on, I'll turn out the light. Let's hear some sleep. <sighs> yes, sir, Smiley. You're doing all right. You stick to your work and we'll make a real team. Remember the technique. Technique. Hey, Smiley, will you answer me something now? Well, sure, Curly. What is it? What happened to that crazy idea you had when you got out of the pokey? Remember you was telling me how you could put the blast on a dame and you... Hey, Smiley, look at me. Smiley, you didn't... Ah, oh, oh, that's crazy. What, Curly? <laughs> I always said you had to be whacked up to get in the restaurant business. I'm just proving it. Boy, I thought for a minute you'd... Ah, oh, I'm nuts. Oh, boy, this bed feels good. Mm. I really need to sleep. Imagine me thinking you'd be crazy enough to bump off a tame. <laughs> well, good night, Smiley. Good night, Curly. Good night. Good night, Sweet dreams. Hey, what, what, what are you doing? Hey, cut it out, Smiley. Take your hands off my face. What are you doing? Stop it. Hey, Smiley, what are you I'm sorry. Oh, I, I didn't mean to do that. I hadn't planned on it at all. I didn't want to hurt Curly. He was my friend. We were going to go places together, him and me. I was learning his techniques. And then I got scared and did that. All on account of a woman. Every bit of it. It was a woman who started it. If it hadn't been for her, I... I wouldn't have had to show my hands to that judge. And he wouldn't have looked at him, and, and maybe he wouldn't have sent me up. My hands. Look at them. They're back in condition. 
I've had over six months to sit here and do nothing. Just watch Pop out there pace up and down. He's been keeping track of the days for me. He told me this morning, Two more days, son. Two more days. Just two more days. I wish it was longer. My hands are so pretty again. And now they're strong. And they got a lot of technique. If I was out there, no telling what I could do with hands like these. Suspense. Smiley, starring Donald O'Connor and brought to you by Roma Wine. Donald O'Connor may soon be seen in the Universal International production, Something in the Wind. Tonight's suspense play was by Charles Glenn. Next Thursday, same time, you will hear John Lund as star of Suspense. Produced and directed by William Spear for the Roma Wine Company of Fresno, California. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. From August 14th, 1947, that was Loreen Tuttle and Donald O'Connor in Suspense. The name of that episode was Smiley. Pretty good, wasn't it? Hey, before we um, go into the City of the Dead on Adventures by Morris, I've got to tell you a story. You know, sometimes things happen in life that are so strange that you couldn't, if, if, if you were presented the same scenario in a movie, you would say, that's preposterous. Now, let me tell you something that happened to my son, Jeremy. Jeremy's like 30 years old, okay? And uh, unfortunately, a few weeks back, he was in an automobile accident. And he had a, um, his car was like eight, nine, ten years old. So there wasn't a lot of value to it. it. It was a nice car, but he didn't carry, all he carried on it was liability insurance. He didn't carry the collision insurance because he knew the car wasn't worth that much. Well, he was involved in an accident and it pretty much crushed in the front of the car. Nobody was hurt, thank goodness. So his car was basically totaled. It would have cost more to repair it if they would have even done that sort of thing than than it you know than the car was worth. So he goes and buys himself another car, and this car had been towed to a junkyard, a scrapyard. They were going to pay him a couple hundred dollars for it. Uh, so all he had to do was go over there and give them the title to the car. So he went over on a Thursday afternoon like 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday, and the transaction took place. He gave them the title to the car. They gave him a check for two, $300, whatever it was, and everything was done. Now, Saturday morning, he works in a restaurant. He's a restaurant manager, so he gets, gets home very late on the weekends because he has a lot of paperwork and what not to do after work. So he gets home like 4 o'clock in the morning. So he's in bed, and about 7 o'clock in the morning, he says he hears this rapping on the door. And he looks out the window, and there's a police cruiser in front of his house. So Jeremy comes down, and he opens the door, and the fellow introduces himself. He's a local cop. And he said, uh, Mr. Bro, I was wondering if you could tell me where your car is. And he had a new car. He had bought a car. 
And he pointed to it on the street. He said, that's it right there. And he said, no. I w-, he said, how about the gold car? How about the Dodge? And Jeremy said, you know, he told him what happened. He'd scrap that. Well, the cop proceeds to tell him that his car that he had taken to the scrapyard on Thursday was found on the outskirts of a farm on the outskirts of St. Louis, that it was nose first in a ditch and two home <laughs> you're not gonna play two homeless people were sleeping in it. Really? And no explanation. The policeman asked him, can you verify that you sold this to the junkyard? And Jeremy hadn't cashed a check yet, so he went and got the check and he showed it to him. The guy said fine. Later, the police department in the area uh, where the car was found called him with a couple follow-up questions, and that was it. But he said that car wasn't even drivable. It had to be towed away. And where they found it in this ditch was probably 20 miles from the scrapyard. And if that's not enough, here it's, you know, the cops thought, I guess, that somebody had run it into the ground. They saw this damage to the front. Two homeless people in it. I, you couldn't write that. June the 1st, 2021, and I hope you enjoyed our selection. We'll be back tomorrow with an old-time radio mystery, and on Thursday we will be back with a uh, Western. We're going to go out tonight with a little Roger Whitaker. Roger Whitaker is a singer I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed and bought a number of his records, but as a kid I was too embarrassed to play them for my friends because they would think that I was a sissy boy. But I really love Roger Whitaker, and this is one of my favorite tunes by him. All right, everybody, this is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I'm so glad you met me. Rigged and ready in the harbor 
Tomorrow for old England, she says Far away from your land of endless sunshine To my land full of rainy skies again And I shall be aboard that ship tomorrow Though my heart is full of tears at this farewell For you are beautiful And I have loved you dearly More dearly than the spoken word can tell For you are beautiful And I have loved you dearly More dearly than the spoken word can tell I heard there's a wicked war ablazing And the taste of war I know so very well Even now I see the foreign flag arranged Their guns on fire as we sail into hell I have no fear of death, it brings no sorrow But how bitter will be this last farewell For you are beautiful And I have loved you dearly More dearly than the spoken word can tell For you are beautiful And I have loved you dearly More dearly than the spoken word can tell Though death and darkness gather all about me And my ship be torn apart upon the sea I shall smell again the fragrance of these eyes In the heaving waves that brought me once to thee And should I return safe home again to England I shall watch the English mist roll through the dead For you are beautiful And I have loved you dearly More dearly than the spoken word are beautiful and I have loved you dearly more dearly than the spoken word can